Podcast Christmas special with me, Phil, and me, Paul. And when I say Christmas special, it's Christmas, and this isn't going to be very special because this no. week we're going to be reviewing, as part of our usual thing at Christmas, uh, it's a Doctor Who story from Christmas past, and we're reviewing Voyage of the Damned. Yes, yes, and I feel damned <laughs> for looking at it. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's let's crack on with some news first, shall we? Now, um, the time of the Doctor DVD and Blu-ray release details have been announced uh, for Region 2, and it's going to be out on Monday the 20th of January as a box set. Okay, so um, now it says time of the Doctor and other 11th Doctor Christmas specials. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so it features time of the Doctor, the snowmen, the Doctor wearing the wardrobe, and a Christmas carol. Okay, yeah. so it's I'm, I'm assuming they are doing a single DVD release as well. It doesn't actually say here, actually. No, it doesn't. I mean, but this this does it sort of explain why they hadn't included the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe in the, originally in the series seven. Was it the box set? That yeah, came that's out? right. And then the fans. Well, they did. They did in the they did in the region Doctor. one, but not in the region two. Yeah, because the and re- it looks like in the region one of the Time Doctor, they didn't get any of the Christmas stuff. The other the, the previous Christmas specials. Do no, they? and they're getting a very late release, and it's Tuesday the 4th of March for Region 1 as well. Yeah. So, which is, uh, I don't know why there's such a big, big difference there. Perhaps they're waiting until they get their Christmas ball ball from Maybe they... entertainment. <laughs> that's, that's not till the end of February, that one, is it? Yeah, so, so, so that's just why they've got to wait till March, you see, so you can put your ball ball up and watch this on Blu ray. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Okay, well, on the, uh, the Region 2. DVD release and Blu-ray release, I should say. Uh, along, along with all those Christmas specials, you've got behind the scenes of Tom the Doctor, uh, Farewell to Matt Smith, which I think is what that's that special that's airing on BBC America. Yeah, I think I think that it's um, coming out. I think they're airing that before Tom the Doctor on the on the actual day. Uh, Tales from the Tardis, as you look back at the full fifty-year history of Doctor Who. So I, sh- I shall obviously be first in in line for that. Oh, obviously. It's just a shame it's got the Doctor with another wardrobe on it, really. Yes. Uh, you can't have that enough times. I, I think you can, and <laughs> once was enough. I'm sorry, it was. Um, now, further DVD... It's almost as if they've got loads of copies of it they can't get rid of, isn't it? Who'd, who'd have thought? <laughs> it's, it was a guaranteed surefire classic, that one, wasn't it? Oh, God. Right, OK. Uh, further DVD news. Uh, the Moonbase as we know, is getting uh, released next year. Um, so far, it just says early January. I can't remember if we did say if there was a, an exact date or not. I thought it was around about the 20th for that as well, wasn't it? I thought it was. It, all it says now is early January. But, um, yeah. but anyway, the special features on the DVDs, fully remastered episodes 2 and 4. Uh, you get animated episodes for 1 and 3, which include the original off-screen soundtrack recordings. You've got commentaries on the episodes 2 and 4, with Annika Wills, Fraser Hines and Edward Phillips, and also featuring uh, Brian Hodgson. On episodes one and three, is a series of interviews um, featuring Kit Peddler's daughter, Lucy Peddler, and Carol Topolsky. That's, that's, I should have said daughters there, not daughter. Um, and archive interviews with uh, Innes Lloyd, who was the producer at the time, 
and Soul Man actors Barry Noble, Derek, I think it's Chaffer or Chafer, and Reg Whitehead, and that's all moderated by Toby Haydoke. Uh, Lunar Landing, which is a making of a documentary. Uh, Photo Gallery coming soon, Radio Times listings, the usual stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm quite looking forward to this one. Yeah. Because uh, I must I, admit, I've looked at the, I've actually watched the trailer. Yes, I watched it as well. Yes, it's actually yes. This is what I want to see. Indeed. Now I'm. I've never seen anything of the Moonbase before, and I because I haven't bothered getting that um, that that Lost Stories DVD, whatever it's called. Yeah. So I've never seen anything from the Moonbase. Never been tempted to watch it on YouTube or anything like that. So this this will be brand new for me. So I'm quite quite looking forward to it when it comes out. So what, have you watched any of it yourself? No, or? I haven't. No, this is yeah, it's going to be new to me. Ah well, so uh, I think so we, maybe we, we might get round to reviewing these older shows one day rather than just doing commentaries on them. But, uh, yes, but because uh, we're, we're going to have a, a fellow <laughs> a fellow period next year, aren't we? So, <laughs> so we're going to have shows to fill. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, next bit of news. Um, now I can't remember if we if we mentioned this before or not, but there's uh, BBC Worldwide have announced um, the host for the 2014 Australian New Zealand tour of the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular. Now, I think we did mention this about the Symphonic Spectacular many, many podcasts ago. I seem yes. to recall this. Uh, but the host for this will be Peter Davison. Hmm. All right. So um, for all our Australian and New Zealand listeners, um, you've got that to look forward to. So the show runs in Melbourne from the 31st of January to the 1st of February. And then it moves to Brisbane on the 8th of February. And then Wellington from the 21st of Feb to the 22nd of Feb. Yeah, so didn't he tweet something about being being down there just too late to be able to save the ashes? Yes, that was right. He did. Yes, he did say that. Oh, we we could have done with him, really, couldn't we? Yes. <laughs> Especially after his batting prowess and bowling prowess in uh, Black Orchids. Yes. <laughs> okay, now we're sort of leaping around a little bit. There's um, news on the airtime of Time of the Doctor in Canada. TV channel Space, which is broadcasting Time of the Doctor, they're now going to be broadcasting an hour later than originally planned uh, because they're going to make way for a documentary called Doctor Who Farewell to Matt Smith. Yes. Instead. So uh, the Christmas special now go out at 9pm Eastern Time and 6pm Pacific Time. Looking looking at their listing, do you think there's any complaints that there's not enough Doctor Who on over Christmas? Well, I don't think so, because let me just read this out. Because everyone in Canada, Canada who doesn't realise what's airing on space um, at this particular time, on Tuesday the 24th of December, you've got 6pm The Snowmen, followed by The Doctor Wood in the Wardrobe. So that's when you can have your dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then followed by The Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, sorry. Then followed by Ends of Time, Part 1 and Part 2. You can have your oh, you get a nap. Yeah, you get a nap in after. You can sleep it all off. Then on... Following on, basically. Yeah. 11.25 in the morning. The next Doctor, Voyager of the Damned. And the runaway... But you, you probably actually get a good night's sleep, to be honest. You could do, couldn't you? <laughs> they're, they're being good to you. Yeah, so midday um, to 8pm, you've got the whole of Series 7. Uh, then 8pm, you have uh, The Farewell to Matt Smith. 9pm, um, Time of the Doctor. 10.30pm, Day of the Doctor. And there's a little thing at the bottom. It says, Space has sub- subsequently made more changes to its schedule including moving the drama Adventure Time and Space from late night on 25th of December to just into 26th of December. So that now goes at um, at 12.10am, an Adventure in Space and Time. Then you get the Farewell to Matt Swift documentary again, then Tom the Doctor again at 3am, then at 4.30, Dad the Doctor again. Hmm. There's plenty of chances to catch up if you've missed it, you know, 
first time round. Yes, you're not short of, of options there. No, you? you certainly are. You certainly are. Now, um, next item, a bit of news on Series 8. Uh, director Douglas McKinnon has announced on Twitter that he will be returning to Doctor Who in 2014. So, and if you don't know who Douglas, what Douglas McKinnon previously contributed to Doctor Who, he um, directed the Sontaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky, uh, which is back in 2008 now. Wow. Uh, the yeah. Power of Three and Cold War. Yes. His last two. So, um, and apparently he's directing two episodes for Series 8. So, which I'm... Yeah, I, I quite liked his work in Cold War. Actually, yes. I thought it was a, a very, very good episode. Um, I know opinion was divided on the pair of three, and, and certainly on the Sontar and Stratagem and Poison Sky, but I, I wouldn't say I they were... that was more on, on, on the quality of the, the script yeah. rather than the quality of the direction. Exactly, yeah. I, I didn't think he did a bad job, to be honest. No. You know. Um, now, I think other directors, which we haven't mentioned, actually, um, before. Uh, ben Wheatley will direct the first two episodes of Doctor Who. Um, Paul Murphy, as presented by his agents, is directing episodes three and six of the series as well. So yeah. we've got a few a few confirmed directors there. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any other returning directors or not at the moment. I haven't heard anything, but um, I suppose we'll, we'll bring that to you as and when we hear it. Yes. So I'm hoping Nick Curran comes back. You'd hope so. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he does. Maybe, maybe he's burnt out after doing the 50th anniversary and maybe wants to do other things. But who knows? But I would like to see him come back. And I would also like to see Graham Harper come back as well. It would. I'm not quite sure whether Stephen Moffat is moving in that direction. Yeah, I, it's a shame really because I don't think Graham Harper's style of directing suits Moffat's vision for the show anymore. Um, No, perhaps not. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame really because he's, he's one of my favourite directors for Who. So yeah. I, would, I would like to see him have a stab at something other than you know, a David Tennant RTD era story. I'd like to see him do something. See what, see what we can do with, with you know, with the, with the Moffat script and a different actor. Yeah. Really would. Really would like to see that. Now, there's another thing. Now, I th- I, well, this was, I think it was like sometime last year, wasn't it? There was, um, we did briefly mention this on the podcast last year um, about Power of the Daleks um, reimagined. Yes. Um, it was released in, I can't remember how many episodes it was now. It's three. It was three episodes, that was it. Yeah. Uh, which I really enjoyed watching. I've, I've, ne- I've never got around to watching it and it you kept s- being one of those things that I kept saying I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it Yeah, um, I was just waiting for them to actually bring it out as one well, <laughs> feature length well, bit, which they have which they have now, they have done um, so my, you let- wa- my letters begging have paid off <laughs> <laughs> now it's um, it's obviously sort of like a how can I say, it, it is a reimagined it's obviously not the same as the original Power of the Daleks but the basic plot line is is you know, fairly intact. Um, obviously, you've got a, um, a different actor playing the Doctor. It's not actually saying which particular Doctor he is. It's just the Doctor. You suppose you could say it's like Peter Cushing's Doctor, really. It doesn't really fit into any canon yeah. at all. Uh, but um, <laughs> no, you know, You're asking for arguments. Oh, I'm indeed there, aren't I? Oh, huh? crikey. Um, but yes, it's available in its entirety on, to watch on YouTube now. Um, and I would suggest you go and watch it. And I think um, at some point, I think we should review it. Yes, as well because I think I think it is worth um, worth looking at, especially now it's like a full. How can you say it's almost like a, a new series episode? It's fifty-two yeah. minutes in length, so I think it's I think it's worth it's worth looking at. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, so look out for that, uh, people at home, because that that is really good. So, if you just look up on YouTube, "Power of the Daleks Reimagined," and um, as I say, hopefully, sometime in the new year, we might get round to to reviewing it. Now, last piece of news: as it's Christmas, um, it wouldn't be the same unless we had a dog. Isn't just for li- uh, just for Christmas; it's for life kind of story. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, you found this one, didn't you, Paul? You, you, well, you, you yes. found you found this this sad tale, didn't you? Oh, perhaps it has no tale. I don't know. Well, look at the <laughs> can't tell from the photo. No, you can't so. really. Um, would you Would you like to read this one out, Paul? Um, it seems uh, there's a village in near Plymouth, where or a village a place near Plymouth, where someone has abandoned a canine. Oh. And it's a very sorry looking canine. Oh. <laughs> Um, it's a very bad DIY version of K9. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's okay. I mean, come on. What more do you want? Well, it, look, it looks like a project that just never got finished, doesn't it? Well, it appears to be look like sellotape holding its head to the body as well. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that wasn't on the original like that? Do you know what it probably was actually? <laughs> yes, the poor thing's been abandoned. Um, under a, under a, a, a site, and all I can say on there is World Heritage Tamar Valley. Yes. Uh, whatever the hell that is, I've got no idea. I'm, I'm, there's the top of the sign's missing, so I don't know what else is there, actually. So, But it looks like it was having trouble trying to cock its leg up against the signpost, doesn't it? It does, actually, and it's just been abandoned, and it's just sitting there waiting for waiting for the Doctor or Sarah Jane to come and collect him. Yeah. So, um, yes, the, the Plymouth Herald... Is actually asking for information. If anyone knows anything Julia, about this abandoned, is this your dog? Is this... It's like it be little posters up on lamp posts all around, isn't it? Missing canine the, little photo. The, the thing is that when when sort of Batsy dogs, I'm taking a, a stray dog, and if they do an appeal um, on TV, especially at Christmas time, they always give it some sort of festive name. So we we'll just call this dog mince pie or something, <laughs> so, or, or just call it Christmas log. <laughs> So if you want to know, if you've got any news uh, or if you've got any information you wish to share with the Plymouth Herald on which you've now um, sort of termed Christmas Log, the, the, the lonely canine knockoff, you can email news at theplymouthherald.co.uk. So there you go. So if you've got any news, if you can reunite canine, or sorry, Christmas Log, the canine <laughs> knockoff with its owner, email news at theplymouthherald.co.uk. Dot UK. Don't let Christmas log be flushed away. No. <laughs> oh, I think I think on that on that sad sad note, I think it's time to end the news. I think so because okay. Yeah, there's no uh, Omega's Tat Corner. There's no festive Omega's Tat Corner. I think it's we... too late. It's too late. You'll never get them through the post in time. You won't now. You won't now. Um, unless it comes from. Um... I've forgotten over that bloody company now, that bringing Hollywood home company. Entertainment <laughs> Earth or something. So, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, where you can get your your, you can get them your, Chris, your Christmas tat in February 2014. So. <laughs> we'll wait now for the Christmas sales and we'll bring you some more tat, hopefully, after in the new year. Oh, that'll be, that'll be a, a pleasure for all our listeners. Excellent. Okay, then, folks, so coming up very, very shortly is our review of Voyage of the Damned. I'm so sorry. So for another week, then, that was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time to revisit 
Doctor Who special of Christmas past. And this year we're looking at Voyage of the Damned. What? Welcome to Christmas. Night. The shields are down! Information. You are all going to die. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? Information. Kill. Okay, Paul, I do believe it is your turn to go first. Oh, good. <laughs> and I think keeping with our... We've been reasonably positive, haven't we, That's for, it. for so, a few uh, weeks? I was going to say, Paul, keep it light, keep it light. And, and I think on that basis, perhaps I should start with what I liked about this. Yes, go for it. What did you like? Well, it was um, this. Well, but mostly you. I really yeah. hated it. <laughs> Yes, um, do you know, I, I was hoping that after such a long time of watching this, that um, time might have been a bit kinder to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, should we should we try and start off with some positives? <laughs> You've got some, have you? Well, I, I just about to say that the... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling as well. I'm struggling as well. Okay, I don't know. I did that for comic effects. Now, I do think the, um, it, it looked good. The, the CGI Titanic model did look good i've yeah. got to be honest I, I did quite i did quite like that um i think it just looked it looked the part um the bit where it came crashing down on the back of the palace looked okay you know he looked he looked fairly <laughs> re, fairly realistic i suppose you know oh, that's, oh, oh. Um, but, but even uh, if you're going to get down to that then then the actual just the bit of the queen and everything just made me cringe oh god well should, should we do that bit now? Since I've, I've bought it up like vomit, should we? It's beautiful. Yes, shall we? Um, should, it was embarrassing. I think uh, when I was watching it last night, I thought that bit with the Queen, it was almost as embarrassing as Janet Brown doing Margaret Thatcher at the end of Your Eyes Only. Yeah. It, it was that bad. Um, and plus, they've they got uh, Jessica Martin to voice the Queen. Do you remember Jessica Martin? Yes. Um, now, I know she was in. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the Doctor Who episode now, the uh, McCoy one, the circus one. Yeah, I know, Great Show in the Galaxy. That's it, bloody, I want a complete blank there. Uh, but I think really she was known before that as an impressionist, wasn't she? She's on some yes. Bobby Davro thing. You know the... <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, if you don't know Bobby Davro is, uh, to our non-UK listeners, or even some of our younger UK listeners don't know Bobby Davro is, um, look him up. Uh, I can't be bothered to explain it. Um yeah, it, what, that bit was just embarrassing. It really was embarrassing. It was uh, best best left forgotten, really. So, um, so, yep. uh, but I was yep. going to say the other good thing: Bernard Cribbins. You were going to say Bernard Cribbins? Yeah, to a certain extent. He he did sort of um, liven it up. He sort of brought a, a, a touch of how can I put it? A touch of class. I would say the one actual good thing about this was actually Jeffrey Palmer as the captain. Yeah, I, I was going to say I didn't mind Clive Swift either. To be honest, but, I didn't mind him. But the trouble is that whenever, when I see Jeffrey Palmer, 
right? I always think of him in 40 Towers all the time. Yes. And every time I, I see him, I expect him to go and turn and say, I'm the ship's captain and I want my sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept expecting to say that every time I saw him on the screen. So that sort of took me out of it a little bit. But he was good, though. Yeah. He was I, good. It, my main problem with this, this episode is actually I couldn't care less about any of the characters. Other than the only person I actually feel sorry for is the captain. He's actually killing everyone. Yeah, because he's he's dying of, um, which I'm assuming is cancer or something. Yeah. Um, and you get the speech about, oh, I didn't really, they, they promised it would all be old people and yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's actually the one that you actually end up feeling sorry for that he's died. Yeah. And he was the only blamed one. Exactly. Everyone else was blameless. He just wanted to make sure his family was okay after he died. Yeah. That was it, really. That You know, he wasn't, you know... He wasn't... didn't care that he was killing 6,000 people on board the ship. And no, exactly. Down the... Exactly. Uh. Now, I mean, I, no, I did like, also like Clive Swift as well. Um, but even he's given up, like, a... I think that the one thing about this, all the survivors, because it, it is like... Doctor Who's version of the Poseidon Adventure. I think it was said at the well, time yeah. as well, wasn't oh, it? You know, that, that's obvious, it... isn't it? Yeah. But everyone's given a corny backstory. Yeah. And... And you still don't care. <laughs> no, you don't. But it's not only corny, it's so bloody cliched as well. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, the the thing about the... Um, was it Morvin and Foon uh, Van Hoff? Yeah. Now... You're supposed to feel sorry for them because the rest of the passengers have told them that, you know, when the doctor first sees they're sitting there in fancy dress. I don't know what kind of fancy dress that was supposed to be. It looks like they were going to some barn dance or even worse, still line dancing competition. Um, so I really don't know what the hell they're supposed to be going as. But anyway, obviously sort of um, large people, aren't they? And I don't think you're supposed to sympathise with them at, at all because, A, they've been tripped by the rest of the passengers because they didn't buy their tickets. They won them in a competition. And also there are a couple of like overweight commoners. But only that, Russell T. Davies sees fit to make them eat the first time you see them. Yeah. So tuck, tuck into a great big bucket of uh, buffalo wings. And then later on when they're sort of making their escape, while there's this, oh, food. Yeah. And immediately tucks in again. So, I mean, I don't know if he's trying to... Listen, it didn't listen any sympathy out of me at all. I just thought, stop eating. It, yeah, it just, but yeah, there wasn't even bits there that was. They were, they, they should have been the most sympathetic characters, and they weren't. They weren't. No, I mean, even they were given a like a corny backstory. Like she, she'd phoned up the the it was the competition like five thousand times just to get the tickets, and so it cost them more in phone bill than it did in actually buying the, the tickets. tickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was utter nonsense, really. But yeah, but then you—I mean, the other one is. But everyone's got a, a convenient skill to go along with their with their corny backstory. So you got the 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 the, uh, the Van Hoffs conveniently are good at robotics. You've got Banakafalata, who was just—I just found it extremely annoying anyway at the time, and I still do now. Who's a cyborg who who could admit an, an EMP pulse to take yeah. out the host? Well, uh, oh. Mister Copper actually sold those, so knew how they worked. That's right. Yeah, I mean, oh, it was so convenient, wasn't it? And the only, actually, the only one who did have a, an actual skill was um, Rixton Slade. Yeah. And I, I, I'm quite sure he was the most unsympathetic character there. But again, you, you didn't feel anything for him at all either, because, again, it was so... Right. It was it was like a... Oh, how can I put it? Just like a moustache-twirling villain. Yeah. Was, I mean, the, 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 there's, two, there's two strains to this. You, you get the feeling that... 
Russell T. Davies sat down to write this, he had two bits to do with. One, he was going to remake the Poseidon Adventure in Space. Yeah. And two, he had a lot of puns about people misrepresenting what Chris, uh, uh, history is on Earth and the uh, Christmas period of celebration is. Yeah. Like, you know, that they fight, they eat the Turkish people and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he just seemed to have a long line of that as well he was going to bring in. Yeah, and it just went not it sort of did sort of labour the, the point. And then you sort of, but that also leads out to Mr. Copper's um sort of corny backstory that, you know, he, he got he, his, he just basically, yeah. Was he he wrote off for his degree yeah, or whatever. Like some correspondence course, wasn't it? That yeah. sort of thing. And then of course you've got Actually, uh, actually, before we get on to Carly Minogue, can I... Can <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I'm not going to be too kind about her either, actually, but... Oh, no, I know. But um, can, can I... I guess that. But can we please talk about Russell Tovey as Midshipman Frame? Because I've I've long suspected this, and this just confirmed it to me when I, when I rewatched this last night. He just cannot act. No. He cannot act at all. Everything I've seen him in, he does the same shtick. And I just found him particularly annoying in this as well. And he also seemed to forget at convenient points that he'd been shot in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. One minute he he was struggling to even stand up straight. And the next minute he was wandering around fine. And then he was back to not being able to stand up straight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it was just terrible. And he also does this really weird scream as well. Because he did that when he was in Being Human, when he sort of he was like he was the werewolf out of the out of the trio, and when he used to, he used to yeah. do this start screaming, he does exactly the same thing in this as well. And all I just want to sort of turn is a man up for God's sake. <laughs> it just annoys me. He annoys me. So um, <laughs> it may have come in handy later when he's pimped out to Captain Jack. Exactly. Yeah. Screw <laughs> like a pig, bitch. <laughs> but but the um. Yeah, it just it just annoys me. It just annoys me. That's all. Um, but I remember at the time uh, that Russell T Davies would, would he, I don't know if it was a joke or whatever, but he he said he would cast him as the next Doctor. Yeah, he said he would cast cast Russell Tovey. Um, based on what I don't know, I've absolutely no idea. I've got absolutely no idea at all. But um, but anyway, should we get on to Carly Minogue now? Yes. Yeah. Which which is just one of the worst bits of stunt casting well, going, isn't exactly. it? exactly. I mean, everyone sort of... You have to be careful how I say that after a drink or <laughs> Well, I mean, everyone sort of complains about the, the McCoy era as being full of, like, stunt casting and and, and, and basically miscasting of, of actors in yeah. the role. And I don't think there's anybody been more miscast than Carly Minogue. No. In all honesty. Uh, in a part that was apparently written for her. Good God! Well, other... I, I, I don't know what that says about her being one-dimensional and boring. I don't know. Well, I mean, they they managed to do one thing. I mean, to me, which I, I found absolutely absolutely amazing is the fact they managed to make Colin Minogue look unattractive. Yeah, and they make her look old for some reason, and she's not got old makeup on. It's just something about the, the the hair and the makeup just makes her look old. And yeah, I just. It's just something's just off. But when it's about something, the whole thing. so you look at Wikipedia talking about her costume, and there's this quote saying, "She said this costume was the most comfortable she'd worn in years." And I thought, well, I'm glad she was comfortable while she was making this because I wasn't when I was watching it. No. <laughs> so, 
Well, I, I mean, don't... not that I was wearing the same costume. I have to say. <laughs> Just because you own her gold hot pants with the spinning around <laughs> video, Angel wearing them right now because it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get my baubles out. <laughs> They're a bit snug, are they? Put <laughs> <laughs> <But> glittery. <laughs> Oh, I feel sick. Anyway, um, yeah, the thing is about this character, I don't know why the Doctor clicks with her. I, I still don't get why. No. To be honest, I, I really I really don't. I don't know that what makes us any more special than the, any other of the companions he, he sort of picked up a, a, you know, along the way. A way he sort of, he, he felt duty-bound to, to kiss her at the end as well. And the end as well, it's a typical Russell T. Davies thing. Nobody can die, can they? Yeah. The companion can never die. Well, I just like the fact that he and can't she... save her because the teleport system has malfunctioned. So what do they do after they straight after they haven't been able to save her? They teleport down to Earth. Yes. Would you trust that? <laughs> no, I bloody wouldn't. Christ. It's just... Oh, there's so many plot holes in this. Well, so it, many plot holes. It, if you really start to find yourself watching it that closely, I'm sure there is. Oh, God. It's just... But then also the, the bit where she turns into bait. I think it's Mr. Copper says she's stardust now. Oh, pass me the bucket! I'm going to throw up. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. Uh, but actually, not as awful as <laughs> as George Costigan as Max Capricorn. Yeah. Talk about overact. I just, sorry, I just can't find anything nice to say about this anymore. Now, 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 now I'm on a roll. <laughs> I don't feel very festive right now for, for, our, for our Christmas edition. I really don't. But... About this now. As if, as if yeah. like there was you had something nice to say about it before. <laughs> no, it, it's just one of the worst villains, I think, so far since Doctor Who came back in 2005. Yeah, it's just, it, it, it just such a, a, a silly villain, isn't it? I oh, know. I mean, it was basically like a, a cheap Davros knockoff Yeah. as well. Um, it was an awful prop. At the same time, it was just absolutely awful. The makeup on him was was awful as well. I mean, you could see where um, he was wearing basically like something over his shoulders that was made of rubber. Yeah, you know, it, it really was a, a really poor job. Um, and that that bit at the end when when sort of Colin Minogue is trying to tip him over the edge into the ship's engine. With that, it's fork, like a sort of very there. very cut price aliens, isn't it? At the end, it off. Oh, Cut price. This is Poundlands, mate. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is Poundland. Though. Yeah, it's. I mean, the way it was all done in slow motion as well, and and everybody was sort of like calling out in in slow motion, and oh god, it was just, it was just awful. And actually, another thing as well, I forgot to come back. To, the bridge crossing scene as well, when they're all trying to cross that bridge, there's about to collapse at any moment. Yeah, and that's a hurriedly get across it, and the next thing they're all standing on it, smacking halos about. Yeah, so they're all exerting force, and sure that yeah, they're all, the twisting, da- all twisting, all twisting around, and sure jumping that- up and down on it. Yeah, the bloody thing would have collapsed. I mean, it was just um, crap. But <laughs> anyway, um, but the whole thing about the the whole reason why Max Capricorn is crashing the Titanic was basically a boardroom battle. Yeah, that was it, really. But why did he go to the trouble of? having all that crash thing, when when the Doctor prevented it, he was able to shut down the engines from his little hideaway, 
So why do you have to go through that asteroid nonsense? Yeah. He could have just shut it down. And yeah, why did he have to even pay off the captains? Yeah, exactly. The whole thing just doesn't make any sense. Utter rubbish. Or why he waited so long to shut down the engines once everything should have happened. Yeah, I know. It was just, oh, God. I'd I'd actually... (laughs) This is... I'm now sort of like weighing up whether this or the Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe is the worst Doctor Who Christmas special. And I've also watched End of Time Parts 1 and 2 as well, and that's saying something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 I think this this beats the Widow in the Wardrobe, I'm afraid, as the worst. Yeah, the the more I think about it and the more I talk about it... Just because... Just because I think the widow and the wardrobe was just just a bad story, <laughs> but actually had reasonably act reasonably acted. <laughs> yeah, this is just this awful. is just utter bilge, really, isn't it? It is utter. Like bilge. I say, this this has very little going for it in yeah. any shape or form. Um, the other thing was the host as well. I don't know if uh, RTD was going for a robots of death angle. Here uh, I not. suspect so. Yeah, it didn't come off, did it? No. No, um, I mean the robots in the Robots of Death were gorgeous, gorgeous design. To be honest, they really were. Um, this is just awful, and I'm quite. And sure... I wasn't too bad at that. I mean, this this is almost actually. You get a feeling this was almost the shoehorning of Christmas in, wasn't it? Was this, these are the angel, these angels? Well, and that 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 was about as close as you got to this actually being a Christmas story. Yeah. Other than Mister Copper's. Various bad antidotes about antidotes. Antidotes. Yeah. I wish yes. I had a bloody antidote antidotes. for this. Anecdotes. I, I mean, think it's so called that. a bottle of whiskey. Actually, <laughs> it takes the anecdotes taste out of your mouth, and you Christmas forget all about it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very. I mean, I mean, at least, at least, yeah. at least the, the widow and the wardrobe had had a had a reasonable Christmas theme to it. Well, yeah, because I mean, Moffat's sort of usual take on his Christmas stories is taking a an existing Christmas classic, say like Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. Or the, or the Line of the Witch in the Wardrobe, which I know it's not really yeah. Christmas. I suppose you could say it's almost Christmassy, couldn't you? Because of yeah. like um Narnia and, and the um Ice Queen and all that kind of what it's called. Yeah. Um but yeah, but this is I mean RTD's ones have just been sort of okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna weave in a story which could really be set at any time. I'll put the odd Christmas tree in just to make it. Yeah, which he's done <laughs> twice. Which we'll, yeah. we'll come on to that when we do next year's Christmas special. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just not very good, is it? It's not very good. I just didn't like it at all. And when I was remembering this, actually, the interesting thing is when I was remembering this before I watched it again, the thing I thought I really disliked about it was the fact that it was a sort of the ship was a model of the Titanic. All right. Okay. And. Um, just to the facts of oh, that just seemed to be over the top doing. Yeah. And actually, when I watched it again, I had to say, that's the least of my problems <laughs> with it now. You are so true. Also, another problem I've got with this as well, as we were talking about the, um, about the host, mm. that bit at the end when the doctor clicks his fingers and he goes arm in arm with two hosts and they fly him up through, through the floor of the bridge. Yeah, I mean that is utter. That's just, just rubbish. It's it's awful. How I mean, how did that happen? How did yeah. it all, all of a sudden he can just click his fingers and the host will take him up through the? Oh, oh dear. 
Well, this was part of a criticism, wasn't it, at the time? <laughs> Coming back to Wikipedia again. Yeah. Where they're saying, you know, the organisation Christian Voice expressed offence at that as a religious imagery. Oh, they're, they're, just, they're just nutters anyway, so... <laughs> no, no, to, to a certain extent, I can see what they're saying about, you know, these figures being taken up by angels and... Well, you just had... I mean, it, I mean, this come off the back of Series 3, and you basically had the Doctor floating through the air like, you know, but almost like Christ-like anyway, at, in Last of the Time Lords. Yeah. So when he sort of come back from uh, Dobby Doctor back to his, his normal self again, he's sort of floating through the air... Um, almost in like a like a Christ like position with his arms out, yeah, to his, to his sides and everything. So, um, so I suppose this is, you know, coming off the back of that. But it just looked awful. The way it was done, the, the green screen effects was just crap. You could tell they were just standing on the floor. It didn't even, it didn't look. Like oh they, no, they were no, 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 you're it was just... spoiling the image for me. <laughs> Am I spoiling the magic? <laughs> the magic of Christmas for you. By the way, Father Christmas don't exist either. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, you really just ruined my week. <laughs> you made me watch this, and you told me that. <laughs> when I take it, I take it with both hands. <laughs> no, it's it's. I just I just really hate that bit at the end. I just really hate it. Um, I'm actually just when I was talking about the. Uh... Criticism and reviews on this on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't know who who wrote this for the Daily Mirror, but according to Wikipedia, the Daily Mirror commented that the episode had some brilliant psychedelic Pink Floyd esque imagery. What? <laughs> when? Where? <laughs> Great baddies and neat jokes. Okay. <laughs> Where was the Pink but Floyd imagery? But then it does go on to say. But the, day, the, the uh, Daily Mirror also goes on to say the plot was a mess, consisting mostly of one high tech chase scene after another, uh, and it descended into noise and bluster. Yeah, I can sum <laughs> that sense up in one word: bollocks. Actually, it was a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which you know, sort of. Where did he get the opening half of that that review? Pink Floyd esque imagery. Oh come on, Jesus Christ. Now, um, the, the, Doctor... you, you, only in the fact that you wanted someone to build a wall between me and the TV screen. Well, this is nothing compared. To, <laughs> if if Wikipedia's a thing to believe, the Doctor Who magazine um, placed two of the deaths in this episode in its top uh, one hundred list of deaths in the show his, show's history. Right? It says Banner Cafalata's death was a self sacrifice to save the Doctor's uh, part, who's placed in the top twenty tearjerkers category. <laughs> Right, and Astrid's death was given the title of Doctor Who's all-time greatest death scene. <laughs> Only in the fact that you cheered when it happened. Yeah, because <laughs> well, no, listen to this because it it says it commenting it ticks boxes in all of their main categories, which were gruesome, scary, self-sacrifice, tear-jerking, and surprising. And it says her death would truly make a glass eye cry. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that is just. Terrible. Very much best watched using a glass eye. Yeah. <laughs> if you're really lucky, two glass eyes. Glass eyes. <laughs> and, and some earplugs. <laughs> oh god. I, it, that actually that that just that's just sort of sums up this really because also I seen at the end um, this was watched by 12.2 million viewers. It is still, isn't it? Currently the highest. I think it. Uh, now, wasn't that uh, beaten by the next Doctor? Was it? Yeah, 
I think the right. next I think the next doctor holds the record for the most watched right. on on the day. But I think the, the, he says there for the um, for Voyager of the Dan the final viewing figures had a peak of thirteen point eight million. Yeah, which made it the second highest audience for any program during two thousand seven. So that's I mean, it's. I'm always glad to see Doctor Who get healthy viewing audiences. Just the fact it seems to be the crap episodes. Everyone watches the watches. He doesn't watch it before. I think well, that's not got any better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is what worries me because if they, I mean, thirteen point nine million people are sat down to watch this, which is let's be honest, double of what a, a normal episode would get if, when there's a series on. Yeah, um, it does make me think. Well, those, those sort of casual viewers are just tuning in on Christmas Day, sort of watch something like that and think, as you said, this hasn't got any better, and that's why the viewing figures never seem to go. Oh. Above seven or eight million when when there's a series yeah. on, I don't know. It's, it's I'll be interesting to see what happens because obviously this year's Christmas special, you've got a regeneration. So yeah. I think I, I would think there's going to be healthy audience figures for this, and it, one. and it comes on the back of all the publicity for the fiftieth. Exactly. So there's uh, going to be a lot of anticipation for this one. Yeah, one hell of a lot. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. And it, and it we'll comes see. on the back of a, of a of a decent previous episode as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what, but uh, <laughs> but this Christmas special, the Voyage, so, the Voyage so of the Downs. So they, they can't miss this Christmas special. Well, hopefully not, because the Voyage of the Downs followed on from uh, Last of the Timeless, which wasn't a great episode. Oh, no, and we, no. And we have, and we no, have, the bar was set low, wasn't it? It was. Um, and I know we haven't got rent. And they managed to still hit it. Well, as a, as, <laughs> like, like a limbo dancer. Like a poor limbo dancer. Still managed to hit it. Um, obviously, we haven't got rent to reviewing. Uh, last of the time was in our um, series three series three retrospective yet. Oh, yes. um, hopefully we might we might finish that by June. So... <laughs> as soon as we can summon up the courage. But we've only got three more episodes to go. So... Oh crikey! A new bottle of whiskey has got to be purchased first. Uh, yes, it must. It must. Oh Jesus! Well, anyway, I, I don't think there's much more I want to say about this particular episode because I, I I think that. You know, I'm, I'm sure there is, but it's just going to lead into profanity, isn't it? It is really. Um, I, 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 well, I think the the positiveness of this podcast didn't last long, and we're we're back to we're back to to type again, aren't we? Uh, we've just had a, we just had a break. We we was getting our muscles were getting a bit too cramped, weren't they? Through smiling, they <laughs> so were. Yeah, giving us this now to to relax ourselves, ready for the. I was smiling special. so much, I was turning into Bonnie Langford, <laughs> but oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, that's what I'm glad. It was just the leg warmers, though. It was, it? yeah. What was that bloody pro? Was it the Hot Shoe Show? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was called. I can't remember. But anyway, um, yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done, aren't we? Yes. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're back to form again. We're back to being miserable. We do like Doctor Who, honestly. But we just don't... No, I, 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 I think we just needed a little... This has been a welcome change to us. It has oh, been. It has been. I, I mean, also, I, I think one, I think one last thing. I do think this was really the sort of like the beginning of the end for me with Tennant. Uh, it was going that way, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think and also RTD as well, because he, he was turning sort of Tennant's Doctor into that sort of superhero. Yeah, um, almost like a deity as well. Yeah, well, you know, we um, had like, the lonely we, god we, thing, didn't we? We've, but... we've, men- we've mentioned some stuff there, and the, and the speech of the. I'm the last, I'm 900 years old. I'm the last of the time lords. I'm 
blah 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 blah, 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 blah yeah, yeah so on and it's so on. a bit yeah that's yeah. where we're going with this doctor now yeah exactly um and i've got this i didn't like the way it was going no i really didn't i really didn't but um anyway that that's our that's our christmas episode over it is hooray hooray so next episode yes it's merry christmas everyone yes yeah, merry christmas um yeah, but next episode, it will be, obviously, our review of Time of the Doctor, where yes. we say goodbye to Matt Smith and hello to Peter Capaldi. Yes. Yes, so um, I'm I'm really quite hyped up for this one. That's good. <laughs> I'm quite hyped up for it, so um, so next week's episode will be full of disappointment, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, fueled by turkey. <laughs> turkey and whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so that's that. That's our next episode uh, coming up next week. So, um, but it will be out the same time next week. We're not going to release it early. It will still be out next Sunday, as yes. as, as usual. Okay. In the hope that we've recorded it by then. Yes, hopefully, hopefully. Um, so yes, and it will also be our last podcast of t- twenty thirteen as well. Yes. Wow, incredible. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Oh dear. So anyway, I suppose that just leaves us one last thing to say to you at home is have a bloody good Christmas. Enjoy yourself. Yes, enjoy yourselves. Uh, Don't stuff yourself full of turkey too much. Don't drink too much. Uh, Why not? Why not? Oh, yeah, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? Go for it. Knock yourselves out. What are you? Remember, eat your five items of fruit and veg a day. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, a public health warning? Well... If eating your five a day means eating a box of York fruits, <laughs> <laughs> Terry's chocolate orange. orange yeah, <laughs> you go for it. I was just trying to do a bit of public service here, a little bit. Of... <laughs> All right then, drink yourself stupid, stuff yourself to the gills. It's Christmas. That's more like it. That's more like it. There we go. It's Christmas. Yes. So, Merry Christmas to everybody at home. Have an absolutely fantastic one. And we should be back next week with our review of Time of the Doctor. That's that then. So, for another week, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.